If you want your children to turn out well, spend twice as much time with them and half as much money. Abigail Van Buren. Just a good old boy, trying to be a good old man, out here learning on the fly, trying to do the best I can. Hello and welcome to the Faithful Fatherhood Podcast. I'm Brett, joined by Perry Hughes. Perry, good morning. Good morning, brother. Hope you're doing well today. I'm pretty fired up. Yeah, we are. What, what are you fired up about? Um, we're getting close. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel on our camper remodel. And so that is encouraging because it's been, uh, it's been a few weeks of drud, like discouragement, to be honest, a little bit about, about that. So we bought this big giant fifth wheel toy hauler camper. We're going to take the kids on a big adventure this summer. And we bought a camper that we thought, yeah, we'll slap some paint on the walls and it'll be good to go. (laughs) Not so much. Not so much. (laughs) Uh, Previous owner did a great job of hiding, masking all of the dog urine and rat poop smell that uh, permeated the camper when we went and looked at it. And we just, they had it opened up, aired out. Nancy said they had candles burning. I didn't notice the candles. And uh, we were like, everything looked cool. You know, the, the stuff functions, the AC works, you know, like all the systems work, you know, boom, boom, boom. That's what we're checking, you know? And we just, I didn't smell it. And then we get, we closed it all up. We drove it home and we, we went out there the next day to start, you know, working on it. And it was like, boom, like knock you over the kind of smell. So we wound up taking out all the furniture, ripping out some cabinets, taking out all the flooring, and just doing a complete like redoing like redoing the trim trim paint cabinets holy smokes flooring some some like woodwork a little bit you know but yeah it's been it's been uh i it's it, it had a four season winterization package you know some campers have like the insulation underneath so the pipes don't freeze in the winter time and stuff it had that well i had to underneath the camper i had to rip all of that out because that insulation was just infested with rat turds and nasty it was gross so it's been an adventure (laughs) why didn't you just spray the thing down with febreze and call it a day yeah that's what we should have done dang it (laughs) texted you (laughs) save yourself some time and money the funny thing is is i i bought i brought two of the biggest bottles of something similar to febreze and sprayed it everywhere in that camper for like three days just thinking like, okay, well, it's not that bad. We're, I'm just going to Febreze this thing out and it'll be fine. It wasn't fine. No, not if you're planning <laughs> to live in it for weeks or even months on end for sure. So It looks good now though. We had some leftover flooring from our house. It's like a uh, luxury vinyl, you know, plank flooring. We put that in. Uh, we just finished doing that a couple days ago. Um, Nancy learned her hand at like a spray, an airless like spray spray gun so we spent a few days taping off the camper everything you know pulling the cabinetry doors off and then you know sanding everything down and she she painted it which was cool man it was fun yeah you know well we're we're off to a a rippering start we've set a such a positive optimistic tone to this (laughs) podcast episode i love it (laughs) some of some of you guys listening are like what what is going on what (laughs) If you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you know, we have been sort of talking about summer and gearing up for summer and we did a whole episode and Perry did talk about his adventures and the and the camper and so forth. So that's sort of context maybe for some of you who are just joining us and finding finding this episode for the very first time. So <laughs> welcome. And actually
actually, we are in this episode going to continue the theme a little bit, you know, as we're in the midst of summer and spending hopefully some more time with our kids. We thought it'd be fun to just talk about and share some ideas about about how to spend some good quality time with your kids on the cheap, potentially for free. Like what are some good, low cost, inexpensive ways just to spend time with your kids in general, but this summer as well. So that's what we're going to do. But as we often like to do on this this show, let's go ahead and start with some fatherhood wins. Perry, uh, aside from working on your camper, maybe you got your kids involved, but any other wins in your fatherhood journey this past week? Um, yeah, and mine's kind of a pretty simple one, really. Uh, sometimes we have big wins and sometimes we have small wins. And I think it's important to highlight the small ones sometimes. This is the smallest, simplest win. Um, we got we were at a friend's house because we're getting to go out of town. So all of our you know our friends are wanting to hang out and stuff before we leave. We got home kind of later than usual the other night. I'm driving now, pulling the driveway, the van, you know, and and Ruby's like, "Daddy, will you carry me in?" And I I said, "Yeah, baby, of course." So I just went. I got out of the van, walked around to her side, scooped her up in my arms. Carried her into the house, down the stairs, into her bedroom, gave her a big hug and a kiss and a love you, good night. And, you know, and in the bed she went. So uh, that's a fathering win, man, when you get to carry your daughter to bed at night when she's really tired. So it is. Don't, don't forget about the small things, guys. Those, that stuff matters. It matters to them and it warms your heart as well. And it's just such a cool bonding moment between father and yeah. daughter. Cool. Yeah. I love How it. about you? How about you? Any wins this week? Yeah, I I did. I took my boys with me to do Murph. Do you ever do Murph? Did you do what? Murph? What? No, I haven't done it yet. Bro, you took the boys to do Murph? That's Dude, legit. you were a CrossFitter for a number of years. You never did Murph. I don't think I ever did Murph. Yeah. So I, I mean, I yeah, I'd li- I, I I was thinking about it like Murph, you know? Murph, let's do it. Oh, for anybody who's uh listening and you might not know what Murph is. Um, it's a CrossFit workout that's um named after a, a soldier, right? Uh I'll follow a Navy SEAL. And there's different a Navy SEAL. There's different levels you can do. Some people do it with a weight vest. Some people do it just regular. But it is run a mile and then do a hundred uh pull-ups, a hundred push-ups, two hundred and a hundred. Oh, I'm sorry, you tell it because you know it better than me. Yeah, a hundred pull-ups, two hundred push-ups, three hundred squats, and then run another mile. Yeah. So, That's yeah, crazy. it's a it's a workout that he was famous for doing on Navy bases around the world and um he died in Afghanistan. He was in fact if you guys ever read the book originally, that's what I read. They made a movie about it called Last uh, Lone Survivor. Uh it's he's prominent in that in that unfortunate story. But uh anyway, so there's this there's this famous workout named after him that that really crossfitters and really just fitness enthusiasts around the world do every year on Memorial Day. And it's really a community and a bonding type of a thing and and memory of him, but just building community. And so I've done it for years. I've done it every Memorial Day for probably eight years. I think this is my eighth eighth year doing it. But uh, this year I I know, but this year I decided to bring my boys with me, my my two older boys. And they are, you know, they're eleven and thirteen. And that's that's a lot of volume for anybody. I'm usually sore like crazy myself for days after doing it because it's just it's just a lot. Um, so I certainly didn't go in with the intention of them doing the full workout. And so we just split up the work and, uh, you know, I encouraged them to push themselves a little harder than they, than they otherwise might. And we had a good time and, you know, they were part of the community and we're out there running together and doing push-ups and pull-ups together. And, you know, they modified some of the movements and uh, it was just a good experience. You know, at the end, I think they were proud of themselves and felt accomplished and 
had a bigger sense of sort of what the what the day was all about and what the work was, workout was all about. And so it's been something That's in awesome. the back of my mind, you know, when I'm out there grinding and doing Murph by myself, I'm like, oh, someday I'm going to be able to do this with my kids. And this was the year that I got to kind of do it with them. Hopefully I can drag them back again next year. I don't think they were too yeah. uh, traumatized by the experience. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you modified it enough and scaled it enough to where uh <laughs> well can they walk i mean are they were they did they get out of bed tuesday like how they how did they do in terms of recovery like are they just like oh do you hear them like go to the bathroom and then they sit on the toilet they're like ah <laughs> <laughs> it's jackson was more sore in his lower body so he was he was walking around a little gingerly and then i I, I took him to a cross country practice the very next day. He's like, Dad, I'm too sore. I'm like, You got to flush out the lactic acid. So I made him go anyway. He was mad at me. Um, and Ben was more sore in the upper body. So, uh-huh. you know, that's cool. No, they're, they're, they're fine. Like I said, we, they only probably each did about a third of that work, although they both yeah. ran both miles. Um, yeah. So, but they, still, that's it, a lot of volume. It was a lot. It was a lot of age. volume yeah. for them. Even yeah. at a third. Yeah. Right. That's cool. So it was. <laughs> It was fun. So that was that was a win. So so yeah, let's transition though. Have you been uh, spending some time with your kids this summer so far? And in general, let's talk about ideas for how you like to spend time with your kids. Some of your go tos when it's when it's time to have some family time, and maybe you're not wanting to break the bank. And we're not talking about big trips in this episode. We're not spot- talking about spending tons of money taking the kids to to a ball game or something like that where you're spending $10 for a drink and a hot dog. Um, but how do you like to spend some time with your kids? And, and I, I want to set the stage this way because I was actually reflecting on it on Memorial Day. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so funny because as a parent, as really a grown up, and it's like, how do we get to this point in our lives where this is our life? And maybe it's not for you or some of the listeners, but for me, it's certainly this way. We have so much stuff going on, so much stuff in general, but there's chaos and there's worry and there's all this stuff going on. And so like something as seemingly simple as getting the family out the door to go celebrate Memorial Day, not, you know, celebrate Memorial Day, but we were going over to friends and family's house to, to have a barbecue and to spend some time on the water and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, where's the bag and we got, we need the diaper bag and I've got my, where's my cell phone and we've got to pack up all this stuff. And then, you know, I'm stressed. I'm thinking about work and you're stressed about finances and like all this stuff going on. Right. Yeah. And your kids like don't have any of that. No, it's cool. (laughs) You know? And I was thinking about my four-year-old Declan, like he's just oblivious to that. It's like, Hey, go get in the car. And he just walks out to the car. He doesn't care if he has his keys and his wallet and his cell phone and all this, all this stuff in a backpack. He's like, okay, I'll just going to go get in the car. You know, he doesn't carry anything with him. He doesn't have any baggage physical, like literal or metaphorical. And, you know, I'm like, I'm worried about paying for gas and all this type of stuff. And he, he doesn't have any of that. He just knows he's going to show up at the breakfast table in the morning and food's going to be waiting for him. But the desire of his heart and the things like the foremost concern in his life is getting dad's attention and mom's attention. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like we're in the midst of all the chaos trying to get the family loaded up in the car to head out to my brother-in-law's house. And he's like, hey, daddy, can you come play shop with me? 
Right. And I'm just like, oh, like I'm trying to get the family out the door. And he's like, hey, daddy, can you sit on the couch and watch a little TV with me? Like, that's what our kids want. Our kids want meaningful, physical, emotional, mental connection with their mom and their dad. That's it. Yeah. That's their world. Right. Yeah. And I know a lot of listeners and, and we have older kids as well who have now different concerns and priorities. And and you talked last week about how your kids are thinking now about making money and 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 all of a sudden in our lives, like our our concerns and our our worries and our responsibilities, they they ramp up and, and it's just sort of sort of a natural progression. But even for them, if you think about the progression of our kids, the starting point for them is a desire to connect with their mom and their dad and to have meaningful time with them, you know? And I think that stays in our kids' hearts even when they're 15, 16, 17 years old, even if they're, hey, dad, can I borrow the car keys, you know, all of that type of stuff. Like, they still want time with us. They still want that connection with us. So, yeah, I don't know if you have any any thoughts on that, but I was just, uh, yeah, that just really hit home for me this past weekend. And I wanted to share that as we talk about then the importance really about spending quality time with our kids and then, and then practically how can we do that? Sure. Yeah, I love it. And one thing that really comes to my mind is, you know, the scripture that talks about um, having faith like a child, you know, until we become like a child, we're not going to um, have that connection with the Lord. And so I think for me, it's a, it's an intentional mental and really emotional exercise that I am trying to gravitate towards is that, you know, I want my mind to be less and less and less occupied with all the normal worldly stressors of being, an entrepreneur, a businessman, a husband, a father, you know, all the things, right? Like we got all this responsibility on our plate that, you know, uh, as a man, we, 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 we're responsible for other people. We need to make sure we're taking care of them and, and doing right in the Lord's eyes. And yet at the same time, we need to be peaceful and have faith like a child and trust that Yahweh is going to provide and, all the things. And it's one of those weird dichotomies where, yes, we have the responsibility and we need to learn how not to let the weight of that responsibility pull us out of the present moment. Because that's one of the gifts that kids have is so often they they live in the present. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. There's no guarantees. So what do we have? We have right now, you know, and so it's 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 a challenge to live in the moment with your kids and i think that's one of the the great ways to be a blessing to our kids is to be able to connect with them and live in the moment because like you said that's the desire of their heart they want it they want our attention they want connection with us they don't want half-hearted attention where we're checking work emails on the iphone and you know all the other things they want genuine undivided attention and so that's that's the challenge <laughs> i think i'm getting better at it but i don't know <laughs> and as you're saying that as well the other thing too is our kids are looking at us and to us for how we handle all that 
And so that's a big part of why it's important to try to come back to more of a place of balance like you're talking about. And I perhaps over-exaggerated a little bit the frantic chaos getting out the door, but that's real. Like but it's your family and the, it's reality and, and all of that. And so, you know, how, how does dad handle that? Is he a nutcase? Is he stressed all the time? Is he constantly obsessed and worried and fearful, right? Why is... And, and do our kids see that? I know we try to hide that from our kids sometimes when we're dealing with some of those things. But um, but do you – even just having the ability to slow down, stop, and spend 20 minutes with your with your son, your daughter, spend some time with them, spend some quality time with them where you leave your, your cell phone on the kitchen table, go outside yeah. and throw a baseball. Do you have the capacity and ability to do something that seemingly simple – because if you're constantly saying no to your kids and they don't see you able to slow down at all, man, they become who you are in a lot of cases. And so it's an important journey, not only to to have any sort of, of joy and peace in our own lives, that peace, that faith that you're talking about, Perry, but also to model that well for our kids. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then before we dive into some actual tangible, practical ideas of things to do, I, I want to say one other kind of underlying theme, and we've said it a lot on the podcast in the past, so um, this shouldn't come as a surprise to any seasoned listeners, um, but it's the idea of knowing your kids. And so, yeah, we can come up with, you know, Brett and I can list some of the things that we love to do with our kids, um, but as a listener, if your kids aren't into any of those things, then, you know, it might not be pertinent. You know, so I think one of the biggest things for me is just the idea of knowing my kids. And there's also kind of a difference between like, okay, what are we going to do with the kids maybe as a family outing to spend time together? That's an inexpensive or low cost budget friendly thing to do versus how am I going to hone in on like a one-on-one time with this particular kid there? I might do different things pending which, which dynamic is that going to be? But you know, it's important to know your kids and to know what they like to do and to know what their interests are and to know what they gravitate towards. And then you can kind of get creative from that and dive into, hey, what's a great way to spend time with with these kids? And I'm not saying you can only do things they're interested in. Yes, we should expose them to new things and maybe broaden their horizons and maybe expand their interests, right? That's definitely our role as, as fathers. Uh, but that's an important piece is just knowing your kids. Well, I'll go ahead and start with with one for our family. Uh, a way that I spend a lot of time with my kids is is hiking, just taking them yeah. out into nature. Uh, I think that's probably an obvious one, perhaps. Although I know certainly some listeners may live in the in the big city and and don't have access to to trails and and hiking and so forth. But but we certainly seek it out. We'll drive to it if we're not you know, in close proximity to it. And so that's really the only cost. It's the cost of gas for the most part. It's uh, maybe a picnic lunch and and hitting a trailhead. And and what you talked about is is spot on. There's that balancing act between things we like and things they like. But when they're younger, they just sort of go where we take them, right? And so 
we would take them hiking because that's what my wife and I like to do. I certainly like to get out and explore. We've only been in East Tennessee for about eight years. I say only. That's that's a decent amount of time. But I remember when I first moved into the area and they were really young, I wanted to explore the area. It's just sort of in my nature. I'm not just going to sit around in my house all day. So it's like, hey, I'm, I'm close to the Smoky Mountains. Let's try a different trailhead every other weekend or whenever I can find time to get out there. And so I would take them with me. And they're short hikes in the beginning, but as the kids get stronger, they're able to hike a little bit farther. And hey, there's this peak over here that I heard about. Let's see if we can, you know, climb to the top of that mountain and and so forth. And so then the kids naturally, I think, develop a lot of times an interest in the things that interest us. And so now they enjoy hiking. And so, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? Let's let's go for a hike. Let's find a new waterfall to go explore and to find. And let's swim around at the base of this waterfall. There's there's a particular spot that I'm thinking about, um, kind of just past Oak Ridge, Tennessee, where we go often. And so um so we you know, I wouldn't say we do that every weekend. Uh last year, last fall, we we got in a nice rhythm where literally every weekend it was it was hopping in the car and taking them and then going to a different a different spot, a different trail, a different waterfall, a different something every weekend. Uh, for the most part, but uh, but even if it's once or twice a summer, that's a way that we really like to connect and spend time with our our kids as a family in a very low cost manner. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the first one that was on my list as well. And then you you kind of combine two in one. Really, <clears throat> one of the things we love to do in the summer is is find a swimming hole, and sometimes that's you know you hike to this remote waterfall or creek area or whatever. And sometimes you just, you know, down, you know, North Carolina, there's uh, on the western part of the state, you know, Pisgah Forest, there's a lot of places where you can, it's a drive up kind of swimming hole. Those tend to be a little bit more crowded in the summertime than the ones that you got to hike and get further off the path to get to. Um, but a swimming hole in the summertime in a, in a creek out in the woods is a super fun way to do that and we we'll do it at the base of waterfalls we'll find rope swings we'll find um cliff jumps that we can uh go off of have you ever have y'all ever done midnight hole no it's um it's far east in tennessee it's like almost on the north carolina tennessee line and that's a super fun thing to do it can get crowded in the summer but um it's a beautiful it's an easy double track hike i mean it's it's like you know um a big wide trail you can hike two or three people wide on the trail the whole way there it's a straight shot it's a short hike a little bit of elevation but not much take a picnic lunch and then you get to midnight hole and it's this beautiful swimming hole where you can just wade in and swim around or it's a little waterfall and some and some rocks on you know the on river right side uh of the river that you can climb up on the rocks and jump in. And there's cool. different levels. You know, there's a little short one and there's like a medium one and a taller one. And man, that's it's an exhilarating, fun thing to do to take the kids up there, hike, get all sweaty, jump in the cold water because it's always cold even in the summertime, you know, that mountain creek water. And we've done that numerous times and it's one of our favorite places to go. It's a bit of a drive for us, uh, but it's definitely a, a great day trip kind of adventure. So that's super fun. Also, one thing I want to mention, uh, a great resource for finding trails, even if you live in the city or, you know, you live maybe wherever you live, but is called All Trails. And it's a great app that you can download to your phone and then you can 
find trails nearby you. And then there's also, there's a lot of reviews and ratings and pictures, and it'll tell you whether this is an easy trail, moderate, hard, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a great resource if you're somebody who hasn't really spent time um, hiking out in the woods or exploring and you want to get into that, check out all trails. It's been a, a great thing for us. And I think they have a free version and a paid version. I, I'm I'm not for sure on that, but even if there's a paid version, it's not a whole lot of money to to purchase that, that app. Cool. And then layering on top of that. So there's the hiking, but you also do a lot of camping, right? We don't do as much of that, but we've done a few camping trips, which just, that just extends it, right? So you hike around a yes. little bit and then now we're going to pitch a tent and we're going to, we're going to spend the night. And I know that can be maybe a little intimidating for some, some fathers who <laughs> have never really done that. I didn't really grow up camping. And so I remember uh, you know, my, I was part of what was called Indian Guides at the time. It has since changed names. My brother is doing it with his kids currently. Y Guides, that's that's what they call it now. Um, and so my dad signed us up for Indian Guides, which was a lot of fun. And, you know, you, I don't know, you get to earn badges and it's kind of like a precursor to the, the Boy Scouts for those of you not familiar with it. But it might just be an East Coast thing. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember hearing about Indian Guides when I lived out in Colorado. But, uh, but I remember our, our overnight expeditions were almost always like in a cabin. I think maybe one time we slept in a tent. I can't even really remember, but they were, I more remember sleeping in places with bunks and cabins and things like that, which was more, more my dad's style anyway. And so for me as a grown man now, camping is something that's been fairly new, but I've really grown to like it and enjoy it. And so I would just say, even if it's not something you're super familiar with or comfortable with, or you didn't do a lot as a kid, just learn to do it with your kids. Now, you know, it's, uh, it's not hard. It's a lot of fun and it creates great memories as well. And it's, it's super cheap. Yeah, it is. And and you can go the full spectrum. I mean, you can get gear heady and go all in and spend, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars on camping gear, or you can go the cheap route and, go super budget, you know, go to Walmart, get a cheap tent. I mean, there's a lot of places if you live in a bigger city where there actually are uh, like REIs and stuff where you can actually rent gear um, for these types of, you know, adventures, camping or backpacking or whatever. So if it's something you're thinking about trying out, you don't even aren't sure you're going to love it. You don't have to go invest a lot of money. You can just rent some gear and go try it out. Um, you know, tents, sleeping bags, et cetera. Um, and then another uh, group that is, I think, more modern, I grew up and did Indian guides and then Boy Scouts also, but something that my kids have been involved in is called Trail Life, and it is a more Christ-centered um, version of Boy Scouts where they are teaching kids hard skills like archery and BB guns and you know fire making and camping and all those things, but then it's also... Um, you know, Bible study and Christian worldview and stuff like that too. So um, check that out. There's probably a, a chapter or organization near you. And that'd be a great way to get in with some other men locally in your area that might have a little bit more experience camping and hiking and things like that after stuff that you, you know, personally have never done. So check that out. Trail Life. It's a great group. What else? What are some other go-tos, some ways that you spend time with your kids or your family in general that uh, that don't break the bank? So a super fun one is, and very simple, is that, and especially in the summertime, like water gun wars and water balloon fights, man, I'm telling you, 
That is a bunch of fun. And you can do that on the super cheap. You can go get those little noodles, you know, you stick it in there and you pull it out and then it's like a one shot spray. Those things are dirt cheap, man. You can go buy a bunch of water balloons and just place them, get some trash cans or bins or whatever and place them around the yard and, you know, set up some forts and stuff, man, kids of all ages love a good water fight, whether that be guns or balloons or whatever. That's a lot of fun. I mean, it's something we haven't done in a long time. And, uh, actually the, the a cashier mentioned to me the other day, Oh, I don't know how it came up in conversation. Yeah. When my kids would get home on the school bus towards the end of the end of the school year, when the days are warm, sometimes I would just have, you know, a cooler full of water balloons, like already filled up. And when they get off the bus, there's a note like, Come and find me, suckers. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh and she'd be hiding somewhere else with another cooler full of water balloons and it would just be, you know, game on. So that's kind of a fun one. I think the best money I ever spent, this was a couple of years ago, it was like 30 bucks. Um I bought so we have a trampoline. So the trampoline itself isn't cheap. So this wouldn't maybe apply if you don't have a trampoline. But if you do, a lot a lot of families have a trampoline. Um, it's basically just a hose with holes in it that you string up around the top of the netting around your trampoline, and it basically showers them down with water. You attach it to your hose, and it just it just sprays them while they're jumping on the trampoline, and it's uh it's a blast. That's awesome. Well, an- another follow up that's not necessarily water based, but it's kind of war based is uh nerf gun wars or even super cheap is just rubber band wars, you know, like get you a big old pack of fat rubber bands and run around the house and have some wars with your kids. That's super fun. And nerf guns, man, that's, that's a hoot, uh, as well. So, you know, you got to go to the store and buy some, if you already got to buy some nerf guns, they kind of can get a little pricey, you know, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks per gun if you get the super fancy ones. But there's usually a little basic, simple pistol. It's like a three shot deal. You know, it's manual loading, it's not electric, battery powered, any of that. But I found those are the ones that function better anyway. They do. And oftentimes they they shoot a little bit harder, um, which is fun. But uh, we we do in our business, we have blaster battles. You can't call it Nerf Wars because um, Nerf will come sue you. But we have blaster battles at our at our gymnastics business, you know, like the third Friday of every month. And so after all the gymnastics classes are done on a Friday afternoon, um, you know, we'll have anywhere from, you know, 20 to 30 kids show up with Nerf guns and goggles and, you know, one kid will uh, typically build um, armor out of cardboard and shows up with an armor suit. You That's know. awesome. But doing that, yeah, doing that with your kids is really fun at home. It makes for super good times. Once you buy the guns, you've got them. You know, there's no CO2 to refill or anything like that. It's just every now and then you got to buy new bullets because inevitably they they get lost they, inevitably <laughs> is exactly right they're scattered i i mow over so many of those little nerf darts every single week it's unbelievable they yeah, just get buried sure. down into the grass and dirt <laughs> so yeah lots of fun how about uh how about board games who is we've recently more recently gotten into board games i think more just maybe the nature of boys in general or maybe it's just our our boys in particular they struggled 
up to a certain age with board games. They just didn't have the attention span. They they didn't get it. You know, whatever it was, we tried. It was important to us. We're like, hey, let's play a family board game. And it ended up being more frustrating than it was worth. We ended up yelling at each other and sending them to bed. You know, it was like, ah. Um, but recently, maybe they've, just because they've gotten to a certain age, they're enjoying it now. We're having more fun with it. And so we try to do that more regularly and, uh, and and it's really fun to see their personalities come out. We've been playing Pictionary and and laughing and having fun as they're they're trying to draw things and trying to guess what we're drawing. And uh, so Pictionary has been fun. And then Rummy Cube has sort of been our go to game recently. Are you familiar with that? I I it's been a long time. So remind me. Yeah. I I had never played it. I think it was a game my wife played when she was younger. It's basically just a play on Rummy, the the card game, which is super easy to pick up. Kind of like uh, Phase Phase Ten. I don't know if you've ever played that that card game as well, where you're just teaching the kids to make runs and sets. So runs, you know, numbers in a row, two, three, four, five. Uh, sets the same number just like you would do in cards but you have these little tiles and so you have you're collecting these tiles and you're trying to piece together runs and sets and then you get to play them when you have them and then you can play off of other people's runs and sets and so it's i mean it's a pretty basic game they picked it up really quickly and we just yeah we just have a good time and and the great thing about board games right is you're spending time together you're they're developing their personality you're you're getting a sense of their personality in environments like that but then you end up just talking as well you know questions sure. come up you end up discussing life and so it's just a that's yeah. a fun bonding time as a family and and they look forward to that and so we we've been trying to do game night really once a week no we, we've missed the past couple of weeks but we had a nice little stretch there where every friday night it would be game night and i think our intentions to get back to that this summer as well that's super cool and you know you can really do that throughout you know the full range obviously you have to wait till your kids get to a certain age, you know, Revlin's not going to be, you know, jumping in on the game night anytime in the immediate future, but you know, you can continue with that on into the teenage years, you know, and, and do cards and penny poker and, and, you know, rummy and all that stuff. And you can just keep it going. And that's really cool. One thing that we've really enjoyed is called um, Mexican Dominoes. Yes. And that's a fun game. And our kids are really got into that. Um, Super fun. And then, um, you know, games have come a long way since we were kids and you got to check out some of the new games. There's some pretty wild ones. Now you also have to proceed with caution and discernment. There's some, there are some pretty worthless and even in my opinion, downright evil games out there too, that you shouldn't be messing with. Um, but there's a game called throw, throw burrito. Okay. That. You got y'all have to buy this board game. It's not really a board game. It's it has foam, it has cards and foam burritos, and the foam burritos sit in the middle. And it's a fast paced game where you're like picking up a card and laying down a card, like pick up, lay down, pick up, lay down. It's like it's supposed to be fast and chaotic. And then at some trigger, you put that down, and then you grab. There's two burritos sitting in the middle. You grab them and you throw them at the other people and they're like these soft foam burritos but and then sometimes there's like you put down these things and you have a duel where like two people put the burritos down and you have to walk you know you have to do the certain amount of paces and you turn around throw the burritos at each other it's it's awesome okay throw throw burrito it's the jam all right i'm gonna look it up 
That's cool. My kids are stoked on that game. They love playing it. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> so what else? I mean, obviously, I, there's there's a lot. There's a, and I think what you said early on is an important point, an important takeaway, which is, you know, at some point we're introducing things that we like and and encouraging our kids to try those things and and taking the family on outings. But but then there's just sort of the organic things that pop up that our kids are interested in that, that we want to say yes to as a father. So my boys have gotten into, they're playing baseball right now. And so every single day they're asking me, Hey, can we go pitch? Can we go throw? And so I'm spending a lot of time in the front yard, just throwing a baseball back and forth with my boys, which fortunately for me, I really do enjoy anyway. That would be one of the things that I would want to do with them anyway. Uh, but maybe, maybe one of my kids gets into a sport I don't like. And we've already talked about this on the, on the podcast. I think it was last kind of last fall, which is my older boys are getting into fishing and I'm not a fisherman. I don't know the first thing about it. I don't do it much. And yet that's something I want to say yes to. And so what I want to do is I want to learn enough to be dangerous enough to just sit on the on the the lake shore with them while they fish just so I can spend some time with them. And so learning to say yes to the things that even if they're not in my wheelhouse, even if I don't even necessarily enjoy them. I mean, I've fished enough in my life to know I just really don't like it, but my kids like it. And so is it an opportunity for me to say yes and spend time, some time with them? Absolutely. And so that's something that I need to to do and be intentional about and maybe I'll come to like it maybe I won't but even if not sometimes we have to do things and it's, it's the message that I always tell my kids sometimes you just have to do things you don't like in life if it has a, a bigger purpose or there's a reason for you to do it and so certainly spending time with my kids while they're fishing is a worthwhile pursuit for me one thing for me um that that falls into eh, I wouldn't say I dislike it but it's definitely not a passion of mine is I spend a lot of time with Ruby drawing and doing like origami. She really loves that type of art. And there's a great resource. It's on YouTube. It's called Art for Kids. And it's a fantastic channel where a father and his kids have this art, this really cool art studio, and they get on camera and they line by line teach you how to draw all these cool things for kids. Sometimes it's mountain scenes. Sometimes it's characters, you know, sometimes it's a beach scene. Sometimes it's a Oreo cookie, ice cream sandwich, like whatever it is, but man, it's awesome. And it is literally like draw a pencil line or, or draw, he uses black Sharpie, draw a black Sharpie line right here, draw a, a you know, a, the, a letter V right here, you know, whether it's a waterfall or a beach scene or whatever. And Ruby and I will sit down and do that. She'll say, hey, daddy, will you do art for kids with me? And I'll say, yeah, babe, sure. You know, um, and then we just get on YouTube and like, it's so easy. If you have a blank piece of paper and something to draw with you and a little bit of time, five minutes, 10 minutes on your, on your hands, you can get on there and do some art with your kids. You don't have to be an artist at all because they literally take you through like draw line per line. So that's a great resource. And that that channel also does some origami as well. So that's a pretty cool thing. It's not something that I would sit down and choose to do on my own in my leisure or free time. But because Ruby is so into it, we sit down and do that together and it's great fun. 
you know, I, I, there's really a limitless number of things you can do. I think for for me, it's more just a reminder as we're having this conversation to say yes more, to have it be the desire of your heart, to to want to spend more time with your kids, or even if you don't want to. I think this is the wrestling match sometimes that I know I have is that sometimes I'm just not in the mindset of it, or I'm busy, or I've got other things going on. I'm working my business. You know, our kids want our attention constantly. Yeah. You can't say yes all the time, but say yes 10% more often. You know, that's sure. that's sort of my mindset is is spend a little more time with them a little more regularly because yeah. you know, quantity time matters. It's not just hiking one day a week or once a month and hey, I've I've checked it off the bucket list. I did something with my kids and then now I don't do anything with them for the next month. You know, I, I do think that more regular something, even if it's 10 minutes, like you said, art for kids, that 10 minutes will fuel them for the rest of the day rather than making them wait a whole month. Hey, a month from now, we're going to the beach, kids. You know, well, that's expensive anyway, but maybe you're not going to the beach. But hey, we're going to go on a hike three weeks from now. Yeah. Okay, well, what about this afternoon? You know, what about tonight? What about when when your daughter wants to wants to do some artwork with you. And and I would bring back something up that your wife said on a recent episode of the podcast as well, which is just just take them with you places more often. You know, when you're running to the grocery store, and I get it, you know, I've I've sort of been on grocery duty recently with the newborn and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's hard to go grocery shopping with a toddler. It's just, it's annoying. It's hard, you know, and they ask you 10 million questions in the car and they knock all the food off the shelves and they have to go to the bathroom and you're getting them in and out of the cart and all that stuff. It's like, it's so much easier just to leave them home or I could take them with me. And I can have that 20 minutes in the car talking, answering their 20 million incessant questions, half of which I don't know the answer to because they're crazy questions, you know, but it's all part of the bonding and it's all part of the experience of spending time with your kids. And so uh, just a reminder to myself as well to say yes more often to something as simple as taking your kids with you as you're running errands because that's time together and that feeds them and that fuels them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great perspective. I love it. And, um, to kind of piggyback on that, take them with you to run errands, but it's also include them in like just the day-to-day things of life. You know, it's kind of a, an, an addition to that. Something as simple as saying, hey, we're going to make dinner together tonight. Hey, kids, let's let's do make your own pizza for dinner tonight. We'll go to the grocery store. We'll get the ingredients that we need. You know, we'll do the things and have them help in the process of making a meal. That's a great way to spend time with your kids. And you got to make a meal anyway. Sure, it's going to take longer if you include your kids in that More mess to clean up. A lot more mess to clean up, but it's going to be that much more rich and fun and and a much more enjoyable life experience for us. And then, you know, it's time with our kids. So that was another one I had listed was, um, it was, you know, make a meal, do the ingredients, do the prep work, do the cooking, include your kids on in on that. And then, uh, you know, that's a, they're learning a life skill at that time. Anyway, not only is it good quality time together, but they're learning about preparing and, and cooking food and, and all that too. So that's a good thing as well. But um, one other simple thing to do uh, is a campfire. Yes. You know, we go camping and one of our favorite things about when we go camping is just sitting around the fire together. And a fire is just this, you know, kind of captivating, 
neat thing to sit around in front of and kind of watch the flames flicker up and all that. Uh, but it's also a great fun thing. You don't have to wait until you're out camping in the woods to have a fire. You know, every house that we've um, built or rented or lived in or whatever for the last 15 years, we all, I always make a fire pit and you, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you live in a townhouse or maybe, you know, something like that where like, I can't have a fire. Well, they, you know, they make a tool, you know, uh, like an enclosed fire pit thing with a screen on it. You can do that, but we usually make ours out of rocks. Sometimes we buy the rocks from a stone yard and sometimes we just go in the woods and forage for rocks and make a fire pit. Um, but that's a pretty simple, easy cost-effective thing to do that you can do regularly with your kids and it's fun sometimes you do s'mores and sometimes you roast hot dogs over the fire and sometimes you don't sometimes you just sit there build a fire and hang out yep yeah yeah it's good times free and easy way to to spend good time and have good conversation so well good i i like some of your very practical things some websites to look up some uh some groups to possibly look into i'm definitely going to check out that board game go ahead one more, this is important, uh, gracieuniversity.com. A great thing that you can do with your kids is train martial arts. And jujitsu is a fantastic martial art. And gracieuniversity.com has an amazing, I'm telling you, it's amazing kids program. It's called Gracie, it's called Bullyproof. And it's a fantastic kids program for learning self-defense in the martial art uh, discipline of jujitsu. And I think it's like 20 bucks a month. Maybe you can do a membership and you get access to all these videos, black belts teaching, not only teaching real jujitsu technique, but teaching you as the father, how to play, how to do jujitsu as a game with your kids. So they love it and it's fun and they want to come back for more and for more and for more. Um, and so, man, I highly recommend that. I've been I've been doing jujitsu with my kids for a long time. We're kind of out of the practice right now of doing it. We I want to get back into the habit again of training jujitsu. But oh, that's a great resource. Yeah, that's a great resource. I'll put all of these resources that we have talked about in the show notes below. So pick something and do it. I think that's the that's the name of the game and that's my encouragement. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, so many ideas. Just pick one thing. Pick one thing and do it. You know, do it prioritize it this summer and and uh and you can always introduce new and different things in the future. So I've got some new ideas for myself to sprinkle in this summer and just in general as I'm looking to spend time with my kids. So appreciate you Perry, appreciate you guys the listeners for giving us some of your time today. Hopefully you've been inspired, come away with some interesting ideas for spending time with your kids on the cheap. Uh but quality time is not cheap as as the adage goes, right? There's you can't put a price on time, you can't get time back. And so let's maximize and prioritize it as we are investing in our kids. So with that, we will wrap up this episode of the Faithful Fatherhood Podcast and be with you again soon. Take care and be blessed. Okay.